You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. to have personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person or child host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host DeAja Robinson, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of Intelligent Radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, DeAja. Thank you for rocking with us for this morning's Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I know you were very excited about this morning's show, but before we get into it and let the cat out the bag. If you will, say hello, Queen, as one of our queens of intellect, as well as the host of Death of the Asia. To introduce yourself to the audience, tell them a little bit about yourself and, and as it relates to this morning's discussion question. Thanks again for being with us, Queen. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me, Montoya, um, and good morning to you. I hope you're having a great morning. Um, I am Asia Robinson. I do have a podcast called The Death of Asia that I uh, do every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I also do impromptu shows. If there is something that's in the media that's trending, such as this particular topic, um, and I'll just go live and uh, have those conversations. But you can catch me on YouTube as well as Facebook. Well, I'm glad to have you. Glad to have you. Um, again, you were excited about this morning's discussion questions. If you are a first-time listener, again, I go by the name of Black Socrates. So we like to, as I always say, ask the right questions to get to the right answers. And sometimes, um, you know, there are questions out here that people are afraid to deal with. Um, this has been a hot and ch- uh, trending topic, so I don't think people are necessarily afraid and people are very opinionated. So hopefully the, the truth seekers out there listening will call in and give us their three cents this morning. But to go ahead and let the cat out the bag, this morning's discussion question is, why can't rappers talk down to the LGBTQIA community? Like they do all others. Let me say it one more time. Why can't rappers talk down on the LGBTQIA community like they do 
all others. And so we'd like to start the way we always start, if you will, DeAsia. When you hear that question, can you give me just your first initial thought uh, without going too deep uh, in reference to that to that discussion? When I first heard that question, um, I was able to see how loaded that it was um, <laughs> in, in a lot of different layers that would need to be pulled back that needed to be explored because it is very interesting that it seems as though when rappers uh, say a, a infl- inflammatory things about anybody else, um, they don't have to deal with quote-unquote council culture. But as soon as they say something about the LGBTQIA community, it seems like um, they have to deal with the consequences of saying what it is that's on their mind. So I just felt like that was one of those questions that um, you definitely have to pull back a lot of layers on to try to get a better understanding as to why that actually happens. No, absolutely. And I hope we'll be able to do that this morning. Well, I shouldn't say I hope. Again, I always say we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, and culture. And this is, again, a hot button, hot topic issue. We have it too long uh, in a sense, had a discussion in re- in reference to um, the LGBTQIA community, but it is hot in the um, news this week. And like what I always like to explain to people, if you're a first-time listener, quite often with the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, we actually won't necessarily touch the hot-button topic of the week. Um, that's not necessarily our style, but when we do, it's because we hope to present something that maybe is not being discussed as we watch the mainstream mainstream media discussions or even the online discussions, there are some things and myself and the Asia, we obviously we had actually already talked about this just a week again. It was a hot topic and just between me and her, her discussion, there were things that were said I felt between us that people needed to hear. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna test the hot topic issue this week because I think there may be an opportunity to explore some nuance and maybe some things that people haven't heard. So, again, i just like to preface that quite often the Mental Dialogue talk show, we actually try to be your place of solace, whatever's going hot in the media and maybe a little tired of going talking about throughout the week. When you get to us on Saturday, we may be doing some other, in a sense, intellectual discussion about something else that just kind of gets you out of the fray. But, again, when we do decide to explore it, uh, I think we're gonna hear you're gonna hear some things that maybe you haven't heard, and then as I always say, we have the smartest audience in all of radio. So hopefully, you guys, you know, truth seekers out there, will tune in and give us your three cents this morning, and so we can have this layered discussion. Because again, I feel like some of the layers are missing in some of the discussion that I've heard this week. Uh, we actually got a few minutes before the uh, first break, the Asia. So. Um, Anything that you might want to explore before we go to the break? Uh, just any, you know, some of your thoughts. And once we go to the break, we'll start opening up the phone lines to the callers as well. Um, any thoughts from you, Queen? Again, I mean, obviously, the baby kicked this off, so maybe that's where we start. Because, again, you do Destiny of the Asia, and you actually, from what I understand, had a lot of people piping in in reaction to what happened with the baby. And we're going to share those exact comments at the break time, but if you want to get a few comments in before we go to break, Queen, um, go ahead. Go get. Go ahead. Yeah, I actually did. I think it was two. I actually did two different shows regarding this this particular conversation with the baby. And when doing those 
two different shows. I got so much uh, backlash from cisgender heterosexual men that were saying things like why uh, they can't have a, a freedom of speech. And I want people to understand that you can have freedom of speech, but what people don't understand with freedom of speech, you still got to be held accountable for the things that come out your mouth. You can have, you have freedom of speech and then you also have this thing that's called social responsibility. So you have to be social, socially responsible with the things that you, you speak out of your mouth. And I think that that's a lot of, uh, that's one of the things that people don't actually pay attention to when they're, discussing these type of things because they want to just be able to say what it is that they want to say and then play victim when somebody else get offended by what it is that it is that they're saying. So let me ask you this um, just from a quick perspective. We're going to go deeper into it after we go to break, but just a quick thought. We got about a minute before break. The idea to a degree that maybe even a concert to a degree when you think about artists and specifically hip-hop artists to a degree that some aspects of that are private, like it's different than maybe a performance you might do on TV or something that you've been brought on the national scene. We quite often know that a lot of artists will kind of go, in a sense, go a little deeper with their social rules or not following that social responsibility in their private conversations. So just maybe a quick thought. We're going to go deeper into that later in the show. But just a quick thought on that before we go to break, DAs. Yeah, it is private. A concert is more private. It's more intimate because it's one of those things where it's just the the people who are fans of their artists, they're coming out to see their artists. But here's the thing, what makes it public now is because we do have social media. We do have phones and things and cameras where we can record uh, what's going on. And then another thing you've got to keep in mind that even though this is quote-unquote a private thing, it's it's done in the public, and it's thousands of people there. So you still have to be socially responsible at the end of the day. Because now, every all of your fans, you don't know them individually. Now, I respect that. So we're going to go to a quick break, and we're going to break this down. We're going to hear some uh, – we're going to actually hear exactly what was said by the baby. So if you're out there listening, it's your first-time listening, we get we are not a politically correct show. And so you're going to hear some, uh, some choice words uh, said by the baby, and we're going to try to break this thing all the way down. And so hopefully you can bear through that if those words bother you or some of what he says bothers you. Um, that's what we do, hard conversations. So hopefully you can bear with us as we dialogue through it. And um, quite often I, I can play the devil's advocate, so I will let you know that in this dialogue between me and the Asia, we're going to push the envelope every which way we can, and hopefully the callers will get in as well. We'll be right back listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478 781 4860. 
LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like the Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone like the uh. Fellas, lights up. Fellas, if you ain't stuck a nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone like that. Let's be up. real about this shit. Yeah, keep it fucking real. Tell me y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. I'm gonna address this weak ass internet shit one time and I'm gonna get back to giving my love to my fans. See what I'm saying? Because what me and my fans do at the live show, it don't concern you niggas on the internet or you bitter bitches on the internet. It's not y'all business. You know what I'm saying? Like what I do at a live show is for the audience at the live show. It'll never translate correctly to somebody looking at a little five, six second clip from their goddamn crib on their phone. It just don't work like that. Like, you know, because regardless of what you motherfuckers talking about or how the internet and twisted up my motherfucking words, me and all my fans at the show, the gay ones and the straight ones, we turn the fuck up. I'm talking about my boy that was at the front of stage, left over there by where I jumped at. Ask him. He got clips all on his shit. The whole night was recording. We were turned the whole night. My boy had the crop top on, front row. Yeah, out there in that, in that jungle, in that water. Yeah, he out there. He's standing on the rail, got them cutting up. He words. I saw him. I'm, I'm rapping them bitches with him. Yeah. The hell y'all talking about? Y'all niggas, shut the fuck up, you niggas. You niggas that wasn't that ain't at the show. The show is for the niggas who paid the money and and took the time out of their life to come enjoy the show. Not you motherfuckers watching it on the internet at the crib. No, niggas, just get your tickets and come fuck with the live show killer, gay or straight. Don't let these motherfuckers. Hell, I I say if you don't got AIDS, put a cell phone light up. I say if you ain't suck dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights up. So I could drop my next song. I wasn't going on no rant. That's called a call to action. That's what that's called because I'm a live performer. I'm the best live performer. I'm the live show killer. You interact with your fans. You get what I'm saying? Look, all the lights went up gay straight. You want to know why? Because even my gay fans don't got fucking AIDS, stupid ass niggas. They don't got AIDS. My gay fans, they take care of themselves. They ain't going for that. They ain't, they ain't no nasty gay niggas. You know what I'm saying? They ain't no junkies. You know what I'm saying? On the street. Yeah, you talking about, nigga? Then I said, you ain't suck dick in the rolling loud parking lot. Put your cell phone light up. You know what my gay fans did? Put that motherfucking light up, nigga. Because my gay fans, they ain't got niggas. They ain't going for that. They got class, nigga. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host DeAsia Robinson. Why can't rappers talk down on the LGBTQIA community like they do all others? So we heard exactly what the baby said at the Rolling Nile concert and his initial response. Uh, we'll go ahead and highlight the fact that he has come back and apologized since that time. But what you just heard was his initial response uh, to uh, the backlash that he was starting to receive, and in particular, the um, you know subject in the parking lot comment was the one that was pointed out. Uh, and and as you listen to him, and I'll say this and hit your thoughts, DeAsia, and he kind of says, "Hey, 
um, the people that paid to see me, the gay and straight, they cool with it. So why y'all tripping? But as you said, the age we're in the internet age, and so it got recorded on the phone, and it turned into something that, if we're honest, it probably wouldn't have turned into anything if there wasn't a phone there. So again, we've kind of talked about it, but like you said, this is the new age. There is social responsibility that you may have to consider that somebody will illegally, in some cases, record, or you know, even the shows where they try to tell you not to record, people may sneak it out and still do it. And so, uh, does it mean for an artist, in a sense, interacting with the fans that they might want to or how they want to, like? You know, does it change them in a sense, quote unquote, being real, which keeping it real is a, is a big thing in the hip hop community, if you will. Your thoughts on what you heard of his response, Queen? Keeping it real can definitely go wrong, as it has in this particular situation. Um, the baby was at a huge event, Rolling Loud, right? And Without the, it's not. It wasn't the just the people that that was at home that got offended. It was the people there that um, got offended as well. Here's the thing: the only difference is between you know us being at home and them being there is you know the fact that you know the it's certain things that happen that we're not able to see because I actually didn't understand why he, it just, it just seemed really weird how the show transitioned. I didn't, I, I was watching and I didn't get like, why was that his, why was those things his call of actions? Cause I do understand sometimes when you're in the concert, certain things will be taking place that the artist is seeing and then they just get hype on it and, you know, start saying certain things. So I didn't understand how, that came about, but he wants to say, you know, if don't worry about it at home. You watching from your phone and everything like that. But you got to think that the people there, everybody there, like the the blanket statements that he was making, even in the bootleg apology that he gave, that was still ignorant. You don't know what everybody that's out there that is doing because like. You don't know who was sucking dick in the parking lot or not. Like, why was that one of the thing is, is not so much as what he's saying is why are you saying it? Like, what what possessed him to start talking about sucking dick in the parking lot? And what's wrong with sucking dick in the parking lot if you want to suck dick in the parking lot? Did he want to talk about the if your pussy tastes like water and all this old kind of stuff? It's like, what what is all of this about? It makes, it, it just absolutely makes no sense. And a lot of people focus on the LGBTQ part of it, but he was offense. He was offending so many different people. But the thing is, rappers have always, you know, said inflammatory things about other groups, you know. But the thing is, people want to say, well, why he didn't get canceled when he was saying all this shit about women this, this whole time? Or why he didn't get canceled when he made music about killing other black men. He done killed people before and all this whole kind of stuff. Why he don't get canceled for that? But as soon as he says something about the LGBTQ community, he gets canceled for that. The, the thing is, you have to ask yourself, do you do anything about you being offended about what he's saying? Like, if, if, as women, when these people are offending us, are we standing up and doing anything? No, we're not. So you can't get mad at 
another group that is standing up for themselves. If you decide that you're offended and all you want to do is, you know, talk a little shit on the Internet or whatever the case may be, and these other people decide that they want to take action because they're offended, you can't turn around and make it seem like um, these people issues have a hierarchy over yours because it's some type of some type of consequences that takes place when something is done to them. But you're not pushing for anything when something is done to you. So you can't get mad that the LGBTQ community is making waves. And another thing that people have to understand is this too. The LGBT community is not just comprised of black people. See, Black people have this thing where we box ourselves in and we make it seem like everything is just all about us. But every race of people have gay people, right? And some mm-hmm. and, and you, you guys gotta understand there is a lot of gay white people. That's the reason why shit get pushed in the LGBT community. Because they got that, they they have these these powerful white men that is calling these shots. Now, if it was a thing where it was only gay people that were black, if, if uh, black people were only gay, one shit get done either. But you are have you- these powerful people that are gay that are making these moves. If it was just a thing where the baby was just talking about some just black people and only black people were gay, he wouldn't be canceled. And you said a lot of real stuff. I mean, one of the one of the comments I got this week uh, when I was promoting the show was because they got political power. And so that's kind of, that was just a short answer to this morning's discussion question. And that's kind of what you're speaking to, you know, from mm-hmm. that standpoint, is that there's a level of political power. And the funny thing is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually watching, I had a, call, a caller that wanted to get in, right, DeAsia? And I had a call, another caller on, and they're literally jumping off the line like you like 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 it's tripping me out to see that um they must be first time listeners because they don't know how we do our dialogue here but it sounds i'm just going by what i'm watching here i don't know if, if they had to go or whatever but it just seems it seems kind of convenient that when they again when you hear us perspective maybe that you haven't heard um you know people will just start canceling just to hear it and the dissonance kicks in and I'm watching it happen as we speak. So somebody went from wanting to make a comment to no longer making one to another listener waiting next and they're no longer wanting to get in. So so I will challenge anybody out there listening. Um, the idea, again, is that we're going to challenge your thought. That's what we do. Again, I may be wrong about those callers, but it's kind of funny to see that happen. Um, I will challenge <laughs> others to get in. 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646 646- Seven eight seven one six nine one. We welcome different opinions. So I really hate that we didn't get those callers, but I assume them hearing what you just said, uh, maybe not the show they expected to hear, um, is why they got off the line. So you know, we obviously, if it's you and me, we'll rock this thing the whole day. Uh, but it is a perspective that, again, that you have to consider. That you have to consider that. And I never thought about it. Let me be honest with you, Deja. When you just said that if those these other groups, because, again, when it comes to the dialogue of hip-hop and the fact that pretty much hip-hop rappers, for the most part, 
and artists in general, not just hip-hop artists, I don't want to put it on just hip-hop artists, but artists to a degree have always enjoyed somewhat a level of freedom with their freedom of speech and what they may want to rap about, sing about, or whatever the case may be, write about. They've enjoyed that freedom, you know, for the most part. However, as you just made me think about something. The fact that you know, if we say, well, why can't rap rappers talk about killing blacks or whatever? If we're not putting back, if we're not putting forth a big backlash and canceling those artists for doing so, like you said, I've never thought about that. I can't be mad at another group who says, well, we still don't stand for that. We don't care what you stand for. We don't stand right. for this. I've never thought about it until I heard you say that just now. That gives me a very, very unique uh, perspective. Um, Six four seven last three zero five zero. Love to get you in. I know you were trying to get in earlier. Want to get you back in, um, but yeah, I've never thought about um, that perspective. So you, you know, you're making me think again. That's what we do on this, you know, with these dialogues. Um, to an extent, it also I've said this to you when we were having a conversation this week that having sometimes people will just to kind of highlight this because we're bringing it up. When you say shot callers, and again, another one of my listeners said they have political power, speaking specifically to the LGBT, LGBTQIA community, they have political power. I just highlighted this. not to, I don't want to go into a political discussion, but I do want to highlight this. I want to highlight the idea that for those, in a sense, who dismiss what political power looks like or the use of it, because sometimes that that we go through those dialogues in our community as well, right? So, like you said, we could jump on the Internet and complain about it, but we don't even know or think of the avenues that we might have to, to, to in a sense, send backlash to hurt that artist's pocket if we wanted to. And I'm not saying we should. I'm just talking about if we wanted to. A lot of times we don't know what it looks like, even though we, we're watching, in a sense, quote-unquote, other groups use their political power, and we're – quite often as a, as a culture or as a race, frustrated when we see these other groups, you know, whether it be the LGBTQI community, uh, in a sense, whether it be what happened with the, you know, with the Asian um, hate law or whatever. So we'll say, wow, look how that something happened, quickly happened for them, and things didn't quickly happen for us. Quite often, we're not as politically involved, in my opinion, other than just going out to vote, because that's not all po- that politics takes, right? So, other than just going right. out to, we're not involved in a way that we can move the needle in that in 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 that way. It's just a thought that I don't want to share for those who say, well, how can they do it? Well, they're usually embedded within policy and fighting for policy quite often. And quite often, we may have something that we want to backlash with, but we're not always connecting it to a policy. Your thoughts, Queen? Exactly, and what we have to keep in mind is that we don't own hip-hop. We consume hip-hop. Um, so we don't have that that power as black people is because of where the ownership actually lies. So the baby is booked for all of these different concerts throughout the country, and, and some he had one in the U.K. or whatever. Uh, at this point, I think it's about seven different venues that he was booked for, uh, for different different shows or whatever. So these people who own these venues who um, are hosting these shows, 
they have that power because it's their show that they're hosting that you're a part of. So, yeah, they have their power to pull the plug from you if they want to. Us all over here, we just, we, we don't, we're we not actually owning anything. It's not our venue. It's not something that we're throwing or anything like that, but we're just a part of it and we are consuming it. So we're over here, you know, we, we probably get mad or offended by something or whatever, and we could talk our shit on the Internet, but we don't have the power to say, hey, the baby, you you can't perform at this show. Or the flip they side. could do that because they own it. Yeah, or the flip side, having the power to say you can perform at that show because that's what ownership exactly. is. Say, yep, I allow this at my venue, or nope, I don't allow this at my venue. And, again, and, and let's talk about the idea of having freedom of speech but not necessarily fr- freedom from the consequences is how I like to say it, is that goes both ways from a from a societal standpoint you you have people that get themselves in various controversies different artists if you will that get themselves in various controversies throughout their career and sometimes you have a company that says oh we don't want to associate with that and so they cancel or cut that artist off and then sometimes you see different companies says okay despite that this doesn't hurt our brand or it hurts us to a degree but we're going to stand with the artist and so in that instance in a sense when we're asking this question why does it why does this happen we're watching freedom of speech take place in that very moment when certain venues say we're still booking certain venues say we're still not booking they're both exercising quote unquote their freedom of speech um, just again, just trying mm-hmm. to add a higher level of thinking on what freedom of speech looks like. Freedom of speech can be, uh, I'm offended by this artist, so I will not listen to this artist. You may not be offended by this artist, so you choose your freedom of speech of that doesn't bother me, so I will still listen. And so sometimes we try to apply freedom of speech in a way without realizing it is being applied really both ways, continuing to support or the idea of cancellation, and to a degree, that can be public pushback. And as you said, when you get to ownership, at the end of the day, it ends up being their right and which way they want to exercise their freedom of speech. We are up against the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Where all I ask is that you think. I'd like to highlight one of our sponsors, Square Business Entertainment. we got a song by Joe Bleas one of their artists, so please check this out and find this on the internet. One of my favorites, Joe Blee's Slow It Down. We'll be right back, where all I ask is that you think.
Everyone, you know, up in arms and upset about what the baby said. Now, how sensitive. I think you guys have to understand that on stage is not the place that rappers go to be sensitive and soothe everybody's feelings. It's the place to go to have a good time. I thought we kind of let our hair down and disqualified the BS because if we post to not trip, if we see white people saying niggas singing along with the song, how is we held to such a high standard of morality? Like, just to be honest. So it seemed like it was a safe place and it's all done and fun. You know what I mean? That what I, that what I thought, okay? So if that is the case, why do words cause such a visceral reaction that will lead to someone trying to attack, villainize, demonize, crucify, condemn, and like it's that shit is that shit is like now you bullying you you know what I'm saying we all stood up on behalf of gays and lesbians and people in the gay community because we thought it was some bullshit for y'all to have to be bullied. But I don't think any of us did that to, to feel like you would now have the authority to come and bully us. I mean, that's just, you know, it's just my feelings. It's just my feelings. Um, and if I'm wrong, then somebody have a conversation with me and show me how. You know what I mean? But don't tell me, just shut the fuck up and, and sit there and take it. No, bro, that Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host, Why can't rappers talk down on the LGBTQIA community like they do all others? As we hear a piece of what T.I. had to say about the the baby situation um, with Roland Loud, as he kind of says, hey, um, to a degree, this thing has turned into, from his opinion, the idea of now we're being bullied instead of, and you'll hear some more from him later, instead of kind of having the dialogue to talk through it. He even says at the end, tell me where I'm wrong at. But right now, you know, we've stood up uh, for the LGBTQ community in, in so many aspects. And now it feels like, hey, you're just saying, hey, you just shut up. You can't say that. That's how it feels. And I can understand that sentiment because initially, that's kind of where I'm at similarly. So your thoughts and your response, if you were able to talk to uh, the agent, what, what might you say to him um, in response to him saying, hey, show me where I'm wrong at? Okay. First, T.I. is a narcissist, and T.I. is intelligent enough to know where he is wrong at. Here's the thing. Hold on, hold on. I got to have... jump in. I'll jump in real quick. What in the world does narcissist got to do with this? Help me understand that. Make he, sure that's possible. He, he's a narcissist because he has taken a situation and he has flipped it. And he has taken an offensive situation. He has flipped it to make himself 
and, and others like him a victim in the situation where somebody else is offended. Like somebody else is offended and now he's getting offended by somebody else being offended. That's okay. narcissistic behavior. Okay, so let me jump in. I'm going to let you finish. I ain't a big fan of just words being thrown around. And so what if it's possible that when he asks, show me where I'm wrong, he's being sincere. If he's sincerely asking that, then wouldn't that move him out of, in this situation, and I'm, you know, again, being narcissistic, like, what about, what if he's sincerely asking? Like, we're going to hear some more cuts, but I'm just saying, what's the response that if he's sincerely asking without labeling him, and he asks, show me where I'm wrong at, and if he was willing to listen, can we talk about just him asking, well, you know, you may feel like he's not being sincere because you know more about his history than I do. But I'm just saying, based on what I heard, he said, show me where I'm wrong at. So definitely want to hear those thoughts. But I'm just saying, versus labeling him, what's your response if he's sincerely asking? It's, 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 not, it's not genuine. It's, it's not genuine. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of wrong people. I need to respond for this dialogue because I don't want to make it about T.I. That's why I'm asking. Respond if, he, if someone is asking, where am I wrong at? So I'm saying, if there is, well, what is your if they're sincere. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I think because because it's coming off this disingenuous question, it's kind of like hard to flip it. So now, okay, so if someone is genuinely asking, where, where did I go wrong? Then they will ask that question without making an excuse for themselves while asking the question or playing victim while asking the question. So, they will have I, a better understanding. If yeah. you offended somebody and somebody said they offended, they wouldn't try to justify the bullshit. They'll be like, okay, I offended you. I didn't mean to offend you. Can you explain to me what I did to offend you? They won't okay. go on this rant about how uh, it's some BS and all this old kind of stuff. They'll just come out straight out the back asking what they did wrong. Yeah, I'm challenging you to move away from that because I'm telling you, I feel that sentiment that it feels like bullying and I'm not going on a rant, but I am sincerely asking you to just say, just let, take me being sincere, T.I. aside, as you happen to use that clip, and I'm asking respond versus explaining that that person's not being sincere. Just what's your response to somebody who says, show me where I'm wrong. I don't understand because this feels like I'm being bullied. So I'm just saying if somebody sincerely feels that way, T.I.S.I., what is your response to that person? If someone sincerely feels that way, then I feel like it is the people who, you know, have the answer to that question to to educate them and to to help them better understand what and it I'm is that they're asking if they sincerely feel that way. Right, and I'm giving you the opportunity to be that person. Educate educate me who sincerely feels that way. Educate me on your thoughts on this. Oh, so so you're I'm, asking me what was wrong. Right. If I, yeah, I'm saying that so basically, like, that's what you're asking me. Well, no, okay, me, so, so what? No, 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 listen, listen. So I'm, asking, I'm asking, listen to who I'm asking. I'm asking, it now feels like the LGBT community is bullying us. I'm sincerely asking about the bullying, not just simply what was wrong. Do you, do you understand what's being asked? You're asking if the LGBTQ community is bullying. You got no, I don't. I I don't. Count, I really don't understand it because the LGBT community doesn't speak on cisgender heterosexual people in a negative light at all. 
the LGBT community is responding to something that is being done to them. So no, they're not bullying because they wouldn't even be. We the conversation wouldn't be had if someone didn't do something to them. We wouldn't even okay. be having a discussion. Okay. So, so no, I don't. I don't understand how it can even be viewed as now. Okay. Someone is being bullied when they did something to someone first. Okay. So let me explain that we got a caller that wants to get in six four seven zero five zero wants to get back in. Um, but I'm gonna ask. So I'm. So let me try to explain it from this perspective. So, um, like, for example, I do an after-school program or whatever, and so um, different kids, you know, they're taught different things from their kid, from their parents, right? And so every now and then we'll have one of our children that pushes the envelope in one of these areas that, um, that people can be offended or whatever, and when a kid does that, we'll kind of, okay, recognize that at that age, there's something they don't know, so they they've done it in their in a sense they've done it in ignorance, and so our discussion with that kid isn't just simply you can't say that without any explanation because the kid doesn't understand what was wrong with it, and so so what happens in these situations quite often in my opinion while we while I agree that there's political power in the LGBT community and they can cancel you for whatever reason they choose I will tell you that a lot of times it's just I this is where I agree with TI I agree with a lot of times that it's just shut the fuck up without any understanding or explanation for why it's like why is it be quiet versus let's have a dialogue for a teaching moment and so I don't know if that, that, that helps, but that's I'm sincerely saying that feeling is a true feeling if you I don't I'm asking not to be dismissed in that I don't understand why everything is cut someone off versus have a dialogue. Because that's how it feels. Because we're uh, the reason why is because we're adults and you know when a, an adult know when they're being mean and they know when they're being malicious. It's not like somebody is having it, it, it's not like when this, this this these types of questions come up, it's because it was something like uh, an honest mistake that someone has made, and it, I don't like the fact that Ti the baby. Anyway, I know you want to step aside of that, but in general, I don't like the fact that people piss down my back and try to tell me that it's raining. You knowing that you did some offensive shit. So it's like no, no, turning around and saying, I don't understand what I did. I, I, I really can't even wrap my mind around somebody spewing out some ignorance, saying something nasty, saying just saying what they want to about people, and then try to make it seem like they don't understand what it is that they did. Like, it ain't like you're saying anything. When this conversation come up, these people are saying anything nice about these folks. It's okay. always some bullshit. Okay, okay. So I'll I'll tell you how I see the little baby situation, and we're gonna go to the caller. So like watching all the ignorance that, if you will, that little baby spewed and that thing, I actually can see. I don't know. I think he's. I think he's. I don't know how old he is, but I think he's in his twenties or whatever. So when I'm listening to him say all of that stupid stuff, if you water, you know, if you if you're pussy water like water or whatever, and all you know all the stuff he said, if you ain't got AIDS yesterday or whatever, I literally look at a young man that doesn't distinguish any of those statements. Um, and I'm saying that when I say doesn't distinguish them, like while they're completely ignorant, I don't think, I didn't think they were saying with any level of malice because he didn't see any of those groups any different. So, so that's where the misunderstanding goes as what's, you know, hell, I can say whatever I want. 
and I'm having fun with my group, and I'm saying a bunch of dumb shit like rappers might say. I'm just saying I can see how he doesn't distinguish that between the other things that if your pussy, what is it, tastes like water or whatever, put your lighter up or whatever. Like this is like you know. So I so where I felt you at is, you know, we can't trip if you're in a if you're a woman and don't push it back against baby, but the LGBT community. Like I follow you on that. However, I can see how this young man has complete ignorance on what's different about this than the other ignorant shit I said. I don't know if that even makes sense, Queen. Um, but we can go yeah, to the I get what you're saying because they get, he because, and that goes back to the fact that he gets away, they get away with saying the ignorant shit about everybody else. So when they say the ignorant shit about them, it's like, well, why, why, why y'all didn't have this same type of energy? Um, and so now, yeah, it causes a level of confusion from that aspect because it's like, I've been saying inflammatory stuff all this time. Now all of a sudden, all of this is happening because I now, yeah, I can understand how someone can genuinely not understand that part, but to act like you can't understand that you, it, at the end of the day, whether you made any re- repercussions from one thing versus the other, you still know that you said some things that were offensive, though. You probably, you're, you're, you're confused that finally, you know, something has happened. But you're not confused about the fact that you said some stupid shit, right, and that's what I—that's the part that I don't like for people to start playing in my face about because they know you know I think you're saying something crazy. Yeah, I think there's some some more nuance. I got to go to a break, so I'm gonna get to you zero five zero right out of this break. And listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. The way this shit works, you don't get to go and condemn people just because they think differently than you. That's not equality. That's not justice. You know what I mean? And that's not hip hop, to be honest. So I'm just trying to figure out when this shit became CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. Like, when that man, what? And there has been, you know, enormous considerations within the culture, within the community of hip-hop. Enormous considerations, man, uh, for, for, for our gay and lesbian brothers and sisters. Because we feel they are also one of us, you dig? 
but we don't feel that same way in, in, in like in, in in return. We just gotta sit here and take it. You just you just do what you want. You just say what you want. You just do what you want. You just say what you want. Then when we say anything that's outside the lines of your acceptance, then bam, hit his ass in the head three times. Like, how the, like, whoa, 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 whoa. How, did, how we get here? How we get here? I'm just trying, again, again, I'm just trying to understand. I'm just trying to understand. So anybody who can, you know, chime in and show me how, like, if the baby trip and y'all feel like, hey, man, that was too much, then say that. Say, hey, man, that was too much. You know? And go from there. Well, yeah, this shit is too much, bro. You can't make nobody feel like you. You can't make nobody. And the question I have, bro, the question I have, and all due respect, like, gays want people to accept something immediately that it took them a while to accept. It took gay people a while to accept what the whole, in my, if, excuse my ignorance, if I'm, if I'm out, if I'm speaking out of turn, somebody please chime in and correct me. But it seems as though it took you a while to accept the difference in yourself to where you could share it with the world. So if it took you that time to accept yourself, how long you think it will take us to accept you? You got to give us some time too, bro. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with Queens of Intellect co-host, DeAsia Robinson. Why can't rappers take talk down on the LGBTQIA community like they do all others? Before we get to that cut, DeAsia, we're going to go to the caller. Area code 647-3050. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hi, good morning. This is Patrick. How you doing? Hey, good morning to the, to the good morning to the hostess, the guest. Um, so I, I think good morning. Um, I think one of the first things, and I don't know if, if either one of you picked this up. When I first read what happened, and I saw, and I, I heard the clip of what he said, and then I read what was written in the mainstream media. One of the things that came to my head was, how did they make the leap between what he said and LGBTQ. And then I thought, some of the LGBTQ people are going to be upset because they're, what they're doing is they're, they're, complaint, they're, they're tying AIDS to LGBTQ. And he never said that. They made the leap. That's what, like, like if, 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 if I said, Montoya, if I said, man, these, these, you know, these punks out here, man, these punks, these sissies, and then somebody said, man, you shouldn't talk about that, man, because Montoya's going to get mad. You'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you making the, the leap and tying me to that? Right? So I, I initially thought that the LGBTQ community would be like, especially the ones that were at the concert, would be like, hold on, wait a minute. Why are you, why are you tying Palacio to us? He didn't say any particular group. <laughs> he was just talking, doing, you know, the stuff that no. they do in hip-hop. But they've been doing the hip hop forever. I'm right. older than you guys, and I grew up in New York. So I'm no, there. Let me, let me throw this out. Let me throw this out real quick, Doc. Yeah, just to kind of dialogue a little nuance. So 
I, I feel you. I don't, if, at least when you, you may have seen other things in the mainstream, a little bit I looked at in the mainstream. I don't know if they fully, in a sense, tried to tie the A to the LGBTQ, but it's the particular part where he goes, guys, if you are, you know, basically speaking to the guys, saying if you're, um, you know, in a sense, sucking dick in the parking lot. So I think that's where they're tying it to. Now, here's where I, I you know, I want to jump in. I want the Asians to jump in as well. But even in saying that, uh, the one thing, and T.I., you're going to hear another cut from T.I. going forward, but it was the idea of him saying, in particular, some of you, well, not him, but another one of the people on stage saying some of you are suspect. And so, to a degree, I think he would have to stand by that he's taking issue with those who hide the fact that they're LGD community. I think that's where the connection can fairly be made and not be conflated, if that makes sense. Go ahead, Patrick. Well, yeah, and I, and I think, and so and then the next thing I did was I looked at what are the comments from LGBTQ that were there, and they had a lot. They had some comments from 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 those that were supposedly at the concert that were made on social media, and I'm like, those are the people that we should be listening to. If somebody's going to be offended, it should be those that attended the concert that are in that community. Let's hear what they have to say. I'm so, for what I understand, they, some of them were offended. Not, was, did you did you see? Did you see? I think, from what I understand, some of them were offended. Is that? Now, I don't know if that's the case, but I I think the Asia made reference to it. And what did you find if you saw if you saw that? What did you see out there? Because well, I, 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 I didn't I didn't look that for that. So I can't people from from the community that weren't there and that weren't you know fans <laughs> of Baby or that that weren't fans of hip hop or whatever. I saw those in the mainstream media. The comments that I saw was from those people. It wasn't from the people that were at the concert. Now, the people that were at the concert say that we're offended, then we we should let them explain why they were offended and handle the baby can handle the situation as he seems fit because he said he has a, a, a gay fan and friend that was there in the front, right? So I I I I, I would just say I sit back and I don't I don't pass judgment on whether they should or should not be offended. I just want to hear from those who are his fans and in that community and what they have to say. Cause I think that that's, what's most important. The Asia, were you able to find any of the fans that may have, like you said, tweeted on social media? Did you get to find any particulars from fans that were there? Just wanted to, it is, it would be interesting to hear that perspective. I don't necessarily agree with Patrick from this standpoint that, that being there, and being outside of it, in a sense, is enough to say that's what you have to listen to. But I will, under, I do understand that the people that were there were definitely going to be there in full context, whereas a lot of us just heard the clip. So again, that's a lot of nuance in there. But did you find any of the fans that went that went there that were offended? Did you were you able to find any of that when you were doing your preparation for your show? We it's this stuff comes from the internet, so there is no way to. It, it was people that was there. It was people that were not there. That part of it, to me, that part of it doesn't matter because the people who are there are not the consumers. Are not the ones that can that that's pulling the plug on him from these different shows and everything. So the thing is with this particular situation is, um, we're trying to like kind of find ways to still try to make it a point that these people shouldn't be offended and try and find reasons. The thing is, the baby getting up saying all of this stuff, it, he doesn't benefit. There is no benefit for him be, for him saying it. 
and it's and, and and these people are getting offended by it. They have a right to feel offended by something that is done to them. This is a part that's kind of starting to annoy me at to in a sense because it's like the baby offended all of these different groups of people, and they said that they are offended by it, and everybody is trying to make it seem like they can't understand that what he said was wrong. That's the, that's the disconnect that I'm having. Like, why is it, why do people feel like it's even okay to, like, this stuff that T.I. just said. T.I., again, I know you don't like for words to be thrown around, Montoya, but T.I. is a narcissist. He stood up here and said, we consider, we, we have consideration, and we feel like that you guys are like us. T.I. was in another clip having a conversation talking about how, you know, he don't even want his kids watching Lil Nas X. He got a problem with They bought Lil Nas X into it and everything, or whatever the case may be. Well, yeah, we'll play that like clip I next. said, we don't own hip-hop. So these people, they, they're trying to make it seem like, oh, we just accept y'all. Then T.I. went on this whole rant about it took you a long time for you to accept yourself and you want us to accept. This what happened at the Rolling Loud has nothing to do with acceptance. This what happened at Rolling Loud has everything to do with don't say no offensive shit to me. It have nothing to do with you accepting me. It's like you don't have to accept me. That's what heterosexual cisgender people don't understand. The LGBTQ community is not asking you to accept them. But you can you don't have to accept them. But all at the same time, you don't have the right to say anything out your mouth towards them because you accept them or you don't. That's the thing. Y'all people feel like because they don't they don't accept it and they get offended by something that they say, now they turn it into you trying to make me accept you. No, I'm trying to make you respect me because you don't have to accept me, but you do have to respect me. I have a right to live and coexist in this world in peace just like you do. So, go go, go ahead, Patrick. I got you on the line. Go ahead, Patrick. You know, and it's interesting because the same thing has been said for years about all in rap music, they call them B's and H's and women and this and that and the other. And that's been said forever. And, you know, I I can't say anything. I wouldn't want, I don't say that to women, but they say it to women, but they still have a lot of female fans that like the music, recite the music and dance to it and go to concerts. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are offended by what's said in hip-hop. I mean, a lot of people, and we just have to sit back and listen to them, but at the same time, we have to look at the actions of the people that are offended and see what they want to happen. Now, Dave Chappelle went on and gave a concert where he he blistered the LGBTQ community in his in his stand up. They tried to come after him, but people, white and black, were were so on board with him, even some LGBTQ were saying, Hey, they're jokes right? That they couldn't come after him. They had to back away. Because he owns his stuff. Because he, he films his own concerts, he pays for the production, and he sells them to Netflix. And even Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin Hart said, Dave Chappelle is a free man. He said, but I'm not. I got too many entanglements and too many contracts and too many tethers. But he said, Dave Chappelle is a free man. Um, and he said he hopes to, get, hopes to get there one day. 
So I think the business side one day, maybe this is another discussion for another day, but controlling and your, your female host, I forget her name, she, she talked about controlling hip-hop, being able to control your music and your venues. Dave Chappelle, it doesn't matter if they cancel him. He can, he can have a show here in Toronto next week and sell out in 48 hours. No, makes sense. And that's exactly what DeAsia was talking about in the first half of the show was, you know, the difference when, to a degree, our community is saying, well, why does this happen when the LGBTQ is, is offended versus when maybe, uh, you know, other people within the community and others are offended? And she highlighted the difference was those owners have decided, and as I, as I alluded it to, that's their free speech to say, well, we no longer want to support you. So that's why that can happen. But you are speaking, again, y'all are both kind of speaking to the same point, that ownership will give you more freedom to be devoid. Because I will say where I do agree with, in a sense, T.I., I feel like to a degree some of the cancellation has the sentiment of you must think differently. And maybe we're receiving that wrong, but that is how it feels sometimes. And may hopefully you can speak to that when we come out of break, DeAsia. We are at the top of the hour. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Patrick, if you got time, I may keep you on if you're cool with that. Yeah, I'm good with okay. that. All right, cool. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of intelligent radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think.
Okay, what I want people to know, from my understanding is, you get the energy that you put out there, okay? You get the energy that you put out there. I don't care who it is, like, from from a male-dominated society that put out a whole bunch of energy like that, you're going to get the opposite, equal opposite energy in return. And, 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 and that's why, that's why you have, you know what I'm saying, such a strong feminist movement. It's going to be uh, 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 overly directed in the area of feminism because of all the years that it was overly masculine. You get the in- You get the energy you put out there. You can't make me homophobic because I'm proud to be a heterosexual. You can't make nobody homophobic because it, just because I am proud of what I am don't make me hate what you are. Period. Period, bro. You know what I mean? You can't got ain't no way to tangle or twist that, bro. Ain't no way to tangle or twist that. Ain't no hate. Ain't no hate in that, bro. If I'm proud to be black, that don't make me hate you because you white. If I'm proud to be a man, that don't make me hate you because you a woman. Period. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, the little Nas X shit, the performances and video. Man, I got a lot of respect for bro because, I, like I said, he had, you know, he had the courage to live his truth. But that shit ain't for me. It just ain't for me. I ain't got no bit of looking at it. I, don't, yeah, I just can't look at it. It ain't for me. Right? But I feel the same way. And I don't want my children seeing it. Even. I don't want my children seeing it. You know what I mean? Because their minds haven't, haven't, haven't developed to the, to the place where they can wrap their minds around those type of experience and those types of uh, visual presentations and know how to sort it out within their, their, their perception. You dig? But I feel the same way about the WAP video. I actually enjoyed the WAP video a little bit better, but I still feel the same way. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But if you go have a WAP video, you gonna damn sure have a little Nas X video. And if you gonna have a little Nas X uh, 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 video and him living his truth, you gonna damn sure have people like the baby who gonna speak their truth. And it ain't nothing wrong with none of it. Ain't no, it ain't got to be no hate. It's all honesty. It's all honesty. Everybody living in their truth. And if you can live in your truth and be honest with yourself and present yourself to the world as you are, then I got to respect that. Period. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host DeAsia Robinson from Desk of DeAsia, as well as one of our queens of intellect. Why can't rappers talk down on the LGBTQIA community like they do all others? As we hear another cut from T.I. and DeAsia, I'm going to tell you, I agree with everything T.I. said in there. And if that makes me a narcissist, then call me that. But I want to get away from the label. And I don't know what the issue is. Because you've heard me say that I feel this way about anything that's over-sexualized to our children. I want our children to be protected from it. Uh, but I agree, it's all honesty. And like T.I. said, if you're going to have WAP, you're going to have Little Nas X. That's understood. I think he's saying that's understood. But it ain't for me. And it definitely ain't for my kids. And, and and part of the reason I feel like he's saying this and I agree with this is because the backlash, not the corporate, the baby, let's get away from the baby. Let's make it a bigger picture now. Sometimes the backlash feels as if uh, we're being told 
I can't even feel the way I feel right now. Like that, I'm letting you know that that's how it feels. We may be wrong about it, but that's the understanding that I'm asking for. If if I can ask you, you know, again, a sense dialogue about it, and don't just assume I may be ignorant about it, but I'm not choosing to be ignorant about it. I literally sincerely feel that way and don't understand the backlash sometimes. Okay, so you have to understand the context. He's having this conversation. He's having this conversation after the fact that something was done to them and they um, reacted to it, right? Here's the problem. It's nothing wrong in itself with what T.I. is saying if he wasn't saying it to justify someone getting offended by something that happened to them. That's the reason why what he's saying isn't genuine to me. So here's the thing, right, Montoya? The LGBT community is minding their business. The LGBT community isn't coming out saying anything against heterosexuals, isn't trying to stop heterosexuals from doing anything. The LGBT community does not step up to the mic and and bring up heterosexuals, talk down on them any negative way. I I haven't seen that at all, right? These people are minding their business. You have heterosexual people, for whatever reason, want to make them a topic of their discussion. They want to spew ignorance towards their community. They're not bothering you, but you have something to say about them. Leave them people alone. They, if, 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 you, if you okay and you like, hey, do your thing, that ain't for me, why are you constantly speaking on it? That's the thing. Nobody is asking these people anything. These people are minding their business, and people, every time you look up, somebody got some bullshit to say to them. And then when these people get offended, it's like, oh, my God. Nobody is trying to stop anybody from being heterosexual. Nobody is telling somebody that they shouldn't be proud to be a heterosexual. But the thing is, these people, heterosexuals feel attacked just by these people's lifestyle. When they're not even attacking them for real, but they feel attacked just for these people existing because nobody, gay people ain't coming out saying nothing about heterosexuals. Now, it makes a lot of sense. Let me hear, hear what about this one distinction, because this is what I think I hear even in the baby's response himself. And the one thing I hear T.I. saying is they are loudly announcing in a, obviously, a very misogynistic um, music genre of rap, right? They are loudly announcing that they got issues with those who fake it, who pretend, because if that's where, uh, to a degree, that's where the offense comes. In, in you know, to a degree, expect. Well, let me be fair. The baby at the time, all he spoke about was those who were. So I want to be because the idea kind of move it to a bigger picture. So I want to make sure I'm being clear. So the baby only spoke about those who be kind of hiding the fact that they are suspect. And so in that sense, that's when heterosexuals are usually most offended. But I do agree with you at the age, because I'm not just, I'm not trying to go against everything you're saying. I do agree that quite often heterosexuals do speak about homosexuals when homos, when they're not, as you said, they're not bothering us as those of us who, you know, claim to be heterosexual. They're not bothering us at all. I am asking about the nuance of when the DL that 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 action can be very offensive, and I, and I think it makes sense that heterosexuals will pronounce that. But to your to your to to your point, 
that ain't usually all we're speaking to. I do think that's all the baby talked about on his concert, but quite often we bring up everything they do, not just when they do something that might offend us or trick us into believing there's something that, that they're not. And we're actually, that's a very different scenario. So I do want to be fair, but I want to ask you about that, that, that particular. Okay. So, so, so here's the thing. It's not your business. My, 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 my thing is with, with someone's sexuality, whether they're down low or not, it's mm-hmm. not your. It's not a heterosexual. Why? Why does a heterosexual man give a damn about whether a man is openly gay or whether or not the man is down low? You have no. You have no sexual. Uh, and when I say you, I mean in general. You have right. no sexual interest in another man. So why are you? Con- why would another man concern with what another man is doing with his penis if it's if, if it's with a consensual a, a, a consenting adult? That, that's not any of anybody's business. So it's like to have a problem with, for for you to even, for a man to even concern himself with another man's sexuality is problematic within itself. Anybody that should have a problem with a brother is being down low is only women who are dealing with these men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not being honest and letting them mm-hmm. know what they're getting themselves into. Another man being offended about whether another man has openly confessed that he's gay or he's down low, why do you care? Because you don't fuck men. So why do you care how a man is fucking? That that, that in itself makes no sense to me for a heterosexual man to say, oh, I'm offended because brothers are on the down low. Because, again, it also also makes the claim that you accept people. um, that, That also makes that claim inaccurate because now it's like you 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 only gonna be cool with somebody if you know what their sexuality is, which that shouldn't even have anything to do with it. Because mm-hmm. when you're around other men, y'all should just be talking about the the regular normal stuff that men talk about, not where they stick their dick at. Like that that doesn't make any sense to me for somebody to be offended because another man is down low and you don't fuck men. I don't I don't get that part. No, it makes yeah, yeah, it definitely makes sense to me actually. Um, Patrick, I got you back live. Any thoughts on what DJ had to say? We got about a minute before break, so I'll still keep you on as long as you got time, though. King, go ahead. Any other minute? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can. Six, four, let me get the number out for other people. Six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. Six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. Press one if you want to speak. All right, got about a minute, and then I'll get you again after the break, Patrick. Go ahead. Any thoughts? No, I just I don't really have much to say other than it's interesting what what others what women think that we talk about when we're together. I think that's the I think that's the interesting part. But I, I yeah I don't I don't have much to say on, on that. that okay, no problem. What I will say just is that. It kind of stood out to you. I'm about to go to break, but I still will say, um, I hear the agent from this standpoint. She's correct in the sense that, yeah, we're not talking about anything that's gonna let us know whether a brother's, um, bi- you know, se- you know, gay or bisexual. So I I understand her point with that. She doesn't have to know what we talk about, but she's she's right that we're probably not talking about anything that's gonna tell our sexuality to one another. And so so to her point, why would it matter? I definitely. Again, this are is you unique. serious? 
Yeah, yeah, like yeah, please. Like if we talk about a bunch of women, y'all might y'all might talk about women. So y'all might be sitting around talking about women, but y'all not gonna have a conversation to a point where you'd be able to. If a gay man is sitting around and you're and you don't know he's gay and y'all talking about women, he could chime in and be and say something or not say something. Everybody right. probably don't have something to say in the conversation. You still don't know. You still won't know his sexuality, even though y'all talk about women. Men do it all the time. They be down low, you know what I'm saying, or bisexual or whatever the case may be. So the nuance of what men talk about when men are around each other, that's kind of besides the point because the point is, at the end of the day, why if he's if he's down low or if he's openly gay, that's not a con- that shouldn't be a concern of yours because you don't fuck men. And then also on top of that, if you're around men because you have some uh, men who are, you know, very masculine, they are gay, and you're around a group of men, what what type of conversation are you having at that point for you to even know that this right. man is gay that's on the yeah. down low? What, no, what, what, I, I don't think men are sitting around having those type of conversations to kind of like, uh, pick a man's brain to see if he's gay or not. Yeah, I agree 100. percent I definitely ain't trying to figure out if somebody's gay if I'm with a bunch of guys. That is not something I'm trying to figure out. Uh, but I'll be right back. We'll be right back. You listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Number to get in: six four six seven eight seven one six nine one six four six. Seven eight seven one six nine one. We'll be right back. LNG Technology Services. We are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over fifteen years, LNG technicians have over one hundred and fifty years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. So she sits me down. We have a nice conversation. She tells me, oh, the sketches are great. I go, oh, fantastic. Well, then why am I here? She said, because, David, there's no way that you can ever say the word faggot on our network. I didn't know I did anything wrong. I didn't try to defend myself. I said, all right, fuck it. I'll take it out. Have a good afternoon. And as I was leaving, it occurred to me, hey, hey, Renee, quick question. Here's a question. Seriously, I want to know, like, why, why is it, why is it that, that I can say the word nigger with impunity, but I can't say the word faggot? And she said, because, David, you are not gay. I said, well, Renee, I'm not a nigger either. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with Desk of the Asia host, the Asia Robinson, and Queens of Intellect member. Why can't rappers talk down on the LGBTQIA community like they do all others? And 
Patrick, one of our call-in guests, and you too can call in at 646-787-1691 and press 1 to let us know you want to speak. But Patrick brought up the idea of Dave Chappelle's stand-up, which was, um, I think, um, Fix May Break My Bones stand-up, where he pointed out a lot of aspects. Obviously, this particular um, cut speaks to, again, the offending the LGBTQ community versus um, if you will, in this situation, African-Americans and the use of the word faggot, if you will. And so to a degree, I think it's fair to say that black comedians and black artists, particularly rappers, have enjoyed, in a sense, a sense of freedom to be able to, quote unquote, offend everyone. And I think you've spoken to that very beautifully this morning. Uh, but then, in, in you know, in hearing this discussion, you and I've talked about this specifically, um, how sometimes the offense can go to the to the extent that um in a sense we don't even we no longer even use the word you know faggot or whatever if we will right and you and i've had the conversation that uh that word can be used not directed at the lgbt community but you know nobody's going to get canceled for saying bitch ass nigga whether that be a man or a woman but to, in a sense, effeminize a man to try to emasculate a man to put him down because, you know, because it's in anger. It's not that, you know, putting someone down is okay. However, you're not going to be canceled for saying bitch-ass nigga versus faggot-ass nigga. And they're equivalent, they're equivalently the same thing if you're not directing it at an LGBTQ, the LGBTQ member. Um, your thoughts, Queen? Okay. So... Here's the thing with the word, um, the difference between the word nigga and the difference between faggot, right? Here's the thing. We're, nigga was said to us in a derogatory form. We don't like, we, we don't like hearing it from, you know, white people or whatever the case may be. We decided that we want to take that word. And we want to start using the word, and we should be able to say the word. We fought to say the word nigga. It was a time I remember when you had, I, you know, elders or telling us, you know, don't use the word or whatever. We literally fought to be able to say the word nigga. If somebody tells somebody who used the word nigga to not say the word nigga, somebody going to tell them the reasons why they should be able to say it or whatever. We have accepted that term. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in general, we have accepted that term as, you know, a word of, like, endearment, just the same way how women have, you know, took the power back from the word bitch. And sometimes they'll be around each other, be like, bitch, you crazy, bitch, this, this, that, and the other. But they don't want a man to say it because, like, they they made the offense and we took the power back. So now you don't have the right to say it, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody ever with the word faggot. That group did not ever use that to turn around and say, okay, we, we accept this word to be used. So you can't use, you can't say why we can't say faggot, but why we can't say faggot, but we could say nigga. We fought to be able to say nigga. We the ones that said, okay, it's okay for us to be able to say nigga. And, and, and that's the thing. Now, yeah, we can say nigga, but you can't say nigga. In the LGBT community, they call each other faggots and sissies. 
I um if, if you watch this one one guy named Funky Doniva, he called them sissies and fruitcakes or Armand Wiggins. They call gay people sissies and fruitcakes and all this because they're gay. So they they could they can do it because it's like mm-hmm. within their own community, but you can't mm-hmm. go out and do it because they never came out openly and said like, Hey, this is a, a, a term of endearment or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's just like when they wanna, you know, and they and they still within their community when they're using it, they're using it to be offensive. They're not using it to be like, What's up, faggot? What's up, sissy? What's up, my sissy? They're not using it like that. They using it like you a sissy, you a bitch. That's how that's that's how they use it in the LGBT community. So it's offensive across the board. But whereas right. nigga, it's only offensive when somebody outside of our race uses it. Because right. we have taken that word on as a sense of uh, endearment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even without the, taking it on as a word of endearment, as you just said, within the group, it's going to be taken differently. Like you said, um, women may say, you know, like, you know, bitch or whatever. And, you know, they can use it in a good way to they, you know, you my bitch or in a negative way. And it's going to be offended. It's going to be offensive even when it's used negatively, if you will. But it's going to be completely different if a man chooses to use it. So you basically made the exact same case that all groups make. You you definitely can't use it if you're outside of our community. And so. But I want you to understand this, though, Montoya. What I'm saying is even in the see, black people have used nigger in our group as a word of endearment. Women have used bitch in our group as a word of endearment. Faggot is not considered a word of endearment within the LGBT community. I understand that. It's still an offensive term in the LGBT community. No, I understand that completely. You know what I'm saying? So it's never, it ain't okay for anybody to say it, actually, because when they saying it, they always saying it in an offensive manner. It never was a term of endearment for them. No, I, I get it, but I'm just saying I could see someone who's not in their community, in a sense, being canceled. They might not cancel themselves for using it, even though it's being used negative. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Right, yeah, they're not going to get canceled for using it because they're talking amongst each other, but yeah, yeah, no, all no, at the no, same no, time, no, it's still an offensive term within their community. No, 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 of course, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, I wasn't even getting that misconstrued or anything. I was just pointing out the bigger point for, again, um, I quite, you know, I asked that question, right? That was something that I thought about. Now, to be fair to Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is pointing out how the mainstream allows the, the word nigga to be used in the mainstream, if you will. So he's actually directing at those, quote unquote, that if you also are saying this must be canceled, he's saying to those, those with the, not, he's not even really saying it to black people, right? He's saying those of you with the power to be, you know, why do you, let me say that freely and if you know what I'm saying again that's just challenging the power but because because yeah, the black people fought because the thing is we got to yep. keep in mind that we did fight to be able to say this BS that we say we fought for that do you remember when Luke was in court to be yeah, able to true. say to, to, to before the parental advisory sticker and all of that or whatever we really fought it was a time where it wasn't okay for nobody to say certain things and Absolutely. We fought to be able to be able to say this stuff. So now, now, now we got now we fought to be able to say it, and now we saying it, and then we want to use it, you know, against like why we able. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't really care that we're able to. And I'm saying you in general, you don't yeah, really I'm care not, that I'm we're not, able to say this. You 
you don't care that we 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 you don't really care that we're able to say nigga. You just now because another word is coming up now you want to use oh but we can say nigga though because you 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 okay with saying nigga for real? You don't care nothing about that, but you just want to use that against somebody because now they offended by something mm. that you're saying. So now all of a sudden people care about the women. Now all of a sudden you'll hear people say, well, they're able to say bitch and hoe. You don't care that they say bitch and hoe. I, I, I have never heard of heterosexual. I don't see heterosexual men uh, standing up and saying, oh, they shouldn't be saying bitches and hoes and music and they making a big deal about it. They don't care nothing about that until they trying to talk against people being offended about something that happened to them. Yeah, what you have, what you do have is a lot of people that are older who've always been offended and always hated to see, in a sense, rap get that freedom. So those people have always stood by it. And so, in a sense, they're not being hypocrites. But to your point, for those of us But we've always fought against it, though. I'm sorry, said again. We've said always again. fought against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've we always fought against, against it. Against yeah, we're going to get... So now we can't turn around and be trying to be like, well, why we can say this? Well, we can't say that because you're supposed to be able to say it. Yeah, I was just... No, I, no, I wasn't disagreeing with you. I did, but I did want to highlight, in a sense, to see the lowest tuckers of the world, right? Who... And there's, there's plenty of people in our community that still fall in her category. So I was just saying that they would be the ones that would still take issue. But not... Again, but I was saying... But the hip hop community, those of us who fought to say it, we're we're just being hypocrites, which is kind of your point. Um, Patrick, any thoughts since you're still on the line with us, King? Um, I think one of the things that's going to be interesting to see going forward is the marketplace. The baby gave this concert and he said some things and it's big rah rah over it. It's going to be very interesting to see what the marketplace. Now we know the promoters are going to try to you know do this to him or do that to him, but it's going to be very interesting to see if his fans still support him by buying his music. That's the basic, right? Um, so that's that's what I'm looking forward to see, how his fans, straight or gay, how they respond to all of this um, in the marketplace. I think that's one of the things I'm, I'm very interested to see because then we'll see how big of a deal this really is. Kind of like Dave Chappelle, right? When he did Sticks and Stones and he did the um, the jokes about the trans and all that, they came after him, but then when they, they got backlash from all the people that said it was a great concert and that they, you know, they should call make fun of everybody or whatever, then they backed off, right? So it's going to be interesting to see because Dave Chappelle didn't apologize. So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles this and how the marketplace responds to, how his fans respond to him in the marketplace going forward. Yeah, I mean, to your point, uh, which is kind of sense, um, you know, in a sense, why we end up having a bunch of these dialogues, the unfortunate reality to what C. Dolores Tucker was mentioning even back then, you know, when her and, if you will, Tupac got, got into it in particular because he was the star of the, at the time. The reality was as the fan base, as the marketplace, we overtook maybe the bigger picture of, you know, what that meant for our community for some of this to become streamlined. So we're actually going to segue into a perfect dialogue from a, a very popular hip-hop um, DJ of the past named White Mike. Uh, he did a TED Talk in particular because I wanted this dialogue not to be simply about baby, and I think this this what we're about to hear now will move the dialogue in this direction because to a degree, um, a lot of what I hear the agent saying is, are we going to really look inside of ourselves? And if we're not, we're BSing about our offense to, in a sense, the LGBTQ communities 
um, offense. And, 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 you know, why are we waiting to be offended after as she says we've offended them? So I definitely hear her thoughts. And in my, in my opinion, she's making a lot of sense here. And I love dialoguing this out. We are up against the break. But again, if you will, tune in to this um, cut because it's going to take us slightly in a different direction. And, but it's definitely on this topic of hip-hop. But we might, we'll be right back. But all I ask is that you think. You're talking about censorship. I don't believe that. I believe in sen- I believe in free art. Make whatever you want. I believe you should make music about anti-Semitism. I believe you should make music about killing dogs. I believe in this country you should make music uh, uh, about uh, bashing homosexuals and driving them behind trucks. I believe you should make music about uh, stringing people up on, on, on trees. I believe you should make music about killing Whitey. I believe you should make all that music. But I also believe that in the mainstream marketplace, people should hesitate associating their name with certain content. You know, there's certain stuff you can't buy at the store, certain stuff you can't get on iTunes because their brand doesn't want it. But if you want to hear black people celebrating killing black people, they got thousands and thousands and thousands of those things to sell you. I don't think it's about censorship. I think it's about American cultural hypocrisy. Because here's the truth. These black entertainers, they can't sing just about anything. There's some stuff that will get them fired, and they get dropped, and they get fired, and they get slapped on the wrist, and they get disciplined all the time. Why? Because sometimes they step over the bounds. A very famous case is what happened with Rick Ross. Rick Ross is the Mammy Two-Shoes, one of the many Mammy Two-Shoes of our day. He's, he's a black entertainer and a world carved out for him and a role carved out for him by white entertainment companies. And one day he talked about, in the middle of a song that celebrated dealing drugs and killing blacks, he made a reference to date rape. And when he made that reference to date rape, that set social media on fire. That got 100,000 petitions in 24 hours. Hey, buddy, date rape is no joke. That had white people standing outside of Reebok in New York saying, you better take this seriously. We're tired of a rape culture in America. One line in one song moved the masses. And you know what Reebok did? Did they stand by him and say, hey, we believe in freedom of speech. We believe in freedom of expression. It's just a song. Calm down. No, they fired his tail on the spot. The president came out and said, this goes against our high standards. He's gone against the values of our brand. Shame on Rick Ross. We're disappointed. He doesn't know how serious date rape is. And when I saw that, I thought, wow, how convenient. Isn't that amazing? But here's what really happened. It's not their brand. It's not their values. Rick Ross went off script. He was hired to get black customers, and they think that black customers go with black bait. And in America, black bait is the hypercriminalized, hypersexualized portrayal of black people. And as long as he had sung about that, the stuff that got him hired, he still have a job at Reebok. But when he touched other sensitivities that affect us, he lost his job. See, the truth is it's not they that need to change. It's we that need to change. We, we created the lies. We created them for our profit. We, the, we own the companies. We own the record labels. We own the advertisers, and we keep putting it out. And it's this that's got to change. I thought about it. You know what? I, I wonder if White Mike could get anybody's attention on this. So I stood outside of a Walmart, and I said, hey, uh, I don't think killing cops and killing blacks is very cool. And you know what? It only took seven weeks of Mike Mike standing out there, and they wrote a letter and said, yeah, we don't think it's cool either. We're going to pull our name off of that. The largest retailer in the world had never considered that maybe their commercial shouldn't be right before or after a song about young black men being gunned down. And I realized this, that black murder is normal, but it should not be. And I realized the importance at the coffee table, at every headline, every pastor's gathering, every family gathering, to say, you know what, these black lives matter. It's not just another black kid. These are human beings. I'm doing my best in every way, shape, and form. Talks like this everywhere I can go to say, you know what, I was born in a world where black murder was normal. My kids were born into a world where black murder is normal. But I don't want to die in a world where black murder is normal. And my five years or ten years away, I don't know, but I'm screaming as high as I can. Let's feel this. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, DeAsia Robinson. Why can't rappers talk down on the LGBT? 
the LGBTQIA community like they do all others. We also have a caller out of Canada, Patrick on the line as well. So I definitely want to hear both of your thoughts in reference to what you just heard. Um, I don't know if you ever heard that cut before. We used it on the show before. Um, but wanted to hear your thoughts again, just kind of moving it to the full scope of the discussion. In a sense, why can't rappers talk down like they do all others? And so now we're moving into the aspects of, you know, in a sense, um, black murder and the other things that are commonly said within our own music. And you hear white mics now for why it exists in the mainstream. It's always been a concern of mine personally. Your thoughts, Queen? Yeah, this is going to be kind of redundant because the, the the thing is, again, we 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 fought to be able to spew this ignorance. You know, these 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 large corporations that are pushing this stuff into the mainstream, they can't push it if we're not going into the studio and we're making the music about it. They can't push it if these people are going in the studio and making the music about it and people wasn't consuming it. So the thing is, it's our fault that we have this music in the mainstream about, you know, black murder or whatever the case may be. That's our fault because we consume it. We don't have a problem with it. Everybody, we hear that shoot 'em up, bang bang, or whatever. We gonna put it in our, turn our speakers up loud and ride to it. We're okay with it. It, it's the fact that we're it, essentially we're not offended by it. You know, if it was something, it, it, we can't we can't keep saying why why this being pushed and why this being pushed, and then at the same time we still consuming it. That's the reason why it's being pushed because we eating it up. If you didn't like it, you won't buy it. I, a lot of people you don't you don't you don't buy country, country music exists, but you're not you don't like country music, so you're not buying it. So the country singer is not going to speak to you. And they're not going to be saying anything that you're going to be. They, they're going to speak to their consumers. So these artists see, hey, and these corporations see, the people like hearing this type of foolishness. So we're going to keep pumping it out. It ain't their fault. It's our fault. So we have to take responsibility for that and stop trying to throw it on somebody else when we're the ones that is out here consuming this stuff. And then it's certain things that people don't understand. This part of the shoot 'em up, bang, bang is something that we have accepted and we said, and we, we consume this, right? That doesn't mean every single thing that you say in the midst of the shoot 'em up, bang, bang is going to get accepted because that ain't the part that they said that they agree with. The people ain't ever said that they agree with, like the Rick Ross analogy that he made, the date rate. The the the, it, the nobody said people weren't talking about date rape in the song. He he went in he he went and stepped into that territory, and so now he played around with that. So only way we're gonna see if it's okay or not is if he says something like that. Now what kind of response you get? Because people weren't saying it at first. Now you see, hey, okay, date rape is one of these things that the people they don't want to hear in their music. So we can't say this. So he said it, and then he had to deal with it's like a it's, it's a test, it's a trial and error type of thing. So every single thing, just because it's one part of things that people have accepted, that doesn't mean that they have to accept everything. 
So as as time go on and these rappers or musicians or whatever, they come out and they say certain things, we're going to only know how it's going to play out um, across the um across the across the board as it relates to the consumers is like what Patrick said. We only gonna know it based on whether or not they're gonna keep consuming it. We're only gonna know the fate of the baby at this point based on what Patrick said, the marketplace. Are people really okay with this? Is is this gonna stop him from, you know, making now he got cut from venues or concerts or whatever the case may be, but is this yep. gonna really stop people from buying his yep. music? And now and I will go on record and say, maybe not. Nine times out of ten, it, it probably is not gonna stop people from buying their music because people buy into ignorance. Yeah, I wanna get to a caller. I, I have some I will I will tell you where I agree with White Mike, but I'm gonna go ahead and get to the caller they've been on the hold for a second. Area code eight one seven last three five zero three. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Yeah, man, I ain't got no three cents, man. I'm just checking in with my folks, man. This flying goddamn me salsa, man. You know what I'm, I'm just tuned in listening, man. You know what I'm talking about. Nah, I can dig it, man. Appreciate the listen hey, appreciate the listeners, man, for real. Appreciate you Ken. What's up, DA Asia? Hey. A little country music, a little country music thing. I, I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't want to hear this, so they ain't, they ain't pumping it for y'all. <laughs> no, I got, hey, I got man, to... y'all do y'all. No, thanks Go a lot, King. No, thanks for All right, peace. Thanks. No, I always appreciate the listening. Uh, area code 901-151. If you want to get in, you do have to press 1. So uh, here's why I agree with White Mike based, based on your, your based on what you had to say. So where I agree with White Mike is, I'm sorry, yeah, where I agree with White Mike is where he's saying the mainstream is the one that have the pushback on the date rate. So he's challenging the mainstream because here's the reality. Hip-hop ain't the only music that make that type of music. Like, I can, you know, go on the internet, we'll see rock, you know, heavy metal makes the same, you know, the same type of stuff or whatever. Um, What he's pointing out is the normalcy of black murder, that there's a sentiment within the mainstream that that has been so normal that that's allowed because of their own sentiments. And he's challenged, and Walmart, is, he, he gave an example, you know, if you remember, Walmart ended up being a place where you couldn't, you know, they had to censor the music before they would put it in Walmart. And I, did, I didn't know until hearing about this um the Ted talk that he was the catalyst behind it because you know I just knew Walmart you you know you didn't want to you know us you know in our community you know we were we weren't finna go buy from Walmart because we want the full full version right some parents right. might the kids the Walmart version now I know based on this Ted talk that White Mike White Mike was behind it so here's where I agree with him in a sense because at the end of the day when hip hop became the num- number one genre just like you said we're only so, such a small percentage of the LGBT community that's the reality of consumership within the music industry as well like um, obviously we decide we are the we end up being the tastemakers for a lot of the music if you will but the complete consumership. Um, and driving it to be the number one genre for a lot of years. It goes back and forth between country over the last few years. But we had like a like a five to seven year run where hip hop was the number one genre in the country, if you will. And so I agree with White Mike in the sense that why some of this stuff was cool to go to the mainstream and it wasn't, if you recall, you're old enough to know this as well. But when I was a young man, we had 
underground rap. And so in a lot of other genres, that type of music is still, you have to go search for it. You have to go find it. It was underground rap. And so White Mike is challenging, in a, in a sense, the powers that be, in a sense, why did underground become mainstream? That is the power that they have that we don't have. And so that, in a sense of, it's not, I'm not, I'm like White Mike. Make any type of music, you're an artist. Make what you feel. I love expression. I, I like to write. I'm a poet. I would never want somebody to tell me I can't write something. So, no, I'm not telling the artist not to make it. However, for it to be mainstream, the type of hip-hop music that's mainstream, I still say we don't have the power over that, in my opinion. Your thoughts, please. You know what? Um, I think that we're kind of moving into another sector of this conversation that we um, we we are um, brushing over like what actually happened in this particular situation because here's the thing with the baby. The baby didn't say this in a song. The Rick Ross didn't get canceled the way the baby got canceled because he said it in a song. So he could bag it up and be like, oh, I, I don't mean, I was just saying it, it, it just rhymed. You know, it's just it, it's just a song. You could kind of give some type of grace to that, be like, oh, okay, he just put in the song, it rhymed, y'all making a big deal out of it. What the baby did was say something, He he's on this platform, and he just started saying something. That it's not in a song, so he can't use that argument. He said something out of his mouth. It's like you're making these statements where he said the call to action or whatever the case may be. And I think that's the reason why it was a more of a big deal because, one, nobody knows where it comes from, where, where it was coming from because it's not in a song. And then, two, um, it was offensive and nobody understood you know why he was why he was up there you know offending people when he didn't have to do that like what the baby did and this is something that Cat Williams has yeah, said. Um, we're at the break. We let you jump in and we can. I'll get to Cat Williams coming coming out. Uh, just I think you may have missed this. I was saying that I was playing the white mic to move the conversation to a bigger space than the, the baby situation. So that was. But, you know, so just understand that that's where we were going, but definitely get the um, Cat William comment coming out of break. We'll be right back. You're listening to okay. the Mississippi Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies' gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like 
Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host DeAsia Robinson. If you have a product or service you would like to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please contact me directly by phone number or on social media at on Facebook at Mental Dialogue or on IG at Mental underscore Dialogue and just DM me. If you are an individual and like the, the return of Intelligent Radio, having these dialogues and discussions, you want to keep it on the air, please go to mentaldialogue.com and become a supporter if you're outside of Atlanta or a member if you're inside of Atlanta to enjoy some of our live events that we've started back uh, in a sense now that we're coming out of COVID, even though this Delta variant is shutting some things down. So we'll see if we're going to keep our live events going. But with that said, this morning's discussion question, why can't rappers talk down on the LGBTQIA community like they do all others? Deasia, you were making a comment um, in reference to what Cat Williams said. We got Patrick back on the line as well. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, Cat Williams has said that he said if you're a comedian and you can't figure out a way to say what you need to say without offending people. Basically, I'm not saying verbatim what he said, but basically if you can't figure out a way to say what it is that you're saying without offending people, you might not be that talented. And uh, we just have to, we, we, we do have to, we, we should consider, you know, other people and try our best not to offend. And when it pertains to the music, um, I, I really hate the whole why, why. I really hate why we're able to say this, but we're not able to say that as it pertains to music. And it's the thing is, we want to say the stuff, and the consumers don't care that we say the stuff. So it's like I don't. I don't really be understanding that talking point for the simple fact of nobody cares that this stuff is being said for real. We want to say it, and people eat it up. Um, but then the part that people don't eat up, we want to feel a way about it because we're so used to just being able to say what it is that we want. And I want people to take this into consideration as well. A lot of people feel like all of a sudden the LGBT community is just um, bullying people and shutting people down. You have to understand there was a point in time um a long time ago when comedians and, and, and rappers and things like that used to get on record and say a whole bunch of inflammatory stuff, they didn't catch a lot of backlash from the LGBTQ community, right? Right. And the reason why, it's not like all of a sudden the world has gotten so sensitive because that's what people act like it's, the world is so fragile now. The right. reason why is because back in the day, People weren't as open with their sexuality as they are now. People didn't want you to know that, you know, they were gay because they got ostracized or they weren't able, they weren't allowed in certain spaces. So 
people back then during your Richard Pryor, Red Fox era, all that or whatever the case may be, yeah, they could get away with saying certain shit for the simple fact of the, the gay people in the crowd or the gay people listening, they don't want people to know that they're gay. Because mm-hmm. there's not a space there there's not a space available for them right now, right? So mm-hmm. now that people are yeah, they're not going to cause any backlash because they don't want you to know that they're gay in the first place. So no they're not gonna speak up because they they're hiding. So now that people are not hiding anymore and they're living their lives out and now when something is said, they're not afraid to step up and say, Hey, you offended me and I don't care that you know that I'm gay and I'm proud of myself or whatever, mm-hmm. they're not hiding anymore. So now that's the reason why you see more people, you know, speaking out. This has always been a problem. Rappers and comedians have always said things about the LGBT community. They just gotten to a point where they have to deal with the consequences of it. And that's the reason why they're not really understanding it. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why they're really not understanding why this is happening because they like, well, this been going on. Now all of a sudden you want to get offended. We've been saying worse shit than this. Now all of a sudden you want to get offended. It's because now all of a sudden these people are empowered. That's just like, you know, with us as black people. We it was a point in time when things were happening to us that we wouldn't stand up and if we did stand up it was only like a small group of us that would do it and hell we were getting right. torn down while we were doing it. Marching and shit. We was getting sprayed and dogs thrown on us and everything while we were doing it. So uh, even as black people, a lot of times we want to stand up and we want to speak out on things because we are afraid. And the more and more we became empowered and we like, you know, joining, mm-hmm. joining together and everything and we start seeing certain things happen when things are done to us. Now shit, uh, a business owner can't can't go and just start calling people niggas and stuff like that no more. Mm-hmm. You can't rate. You can't. You can't be a uh, a person. Can't find out you was uh, did something uh, a racist. You can't put out a mm-hmm. uh, uh, ancient mammy type of uh, characters and things like that because now we're empowered to the point that we're not afraid to speak out. And that's what you're seeing. These people are not afraid to speak out anymore. It's not that it ever was okay. It's now mm-hmm. that they are empowered to where they're like, you know what? I'm not ashamed of me anymore. And, 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 and I'm going to let you know that I'm offended by what it is that you're doing. And we're just not comfortable with seeing it. That's all that's going on right now, honestly. Well, that's what you taught me in our dialogue this week, and that's why I was willing to revisit this conversation because typically I don't – I try not to revisit the same concepts within, you know, a time frame. We got to do 52 shows a year, and, um, you know, that might be – you know, people – we might have wore our, 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 our listeners out on this subject matter, but it was the thing that you just said that was an eye-opener for me was that it's not – you know, I've been putting it in societies, you know, being too sensitive. I never considered, like you said, at that time, you didn't, you know, they couldn't or wouldn't say anything historically. And now that is, you know, again, there's more acceptance and more empowerment. Yeah, like you said, now they're just saying, hey, it ain't cool. But like you, your bigger point is it ain't never been cool. It's just now in a position to say something. And I never had that perspective until you broke that down to me this week. And I'm, you know, just glad you brought it. Cause again, I like to learn, even though I, 
you know, admit I felt t- pretty much like T.I. in those cuts. But as I listen to you, DeAsia, I now have a different perspective about how I see this issue. Patrick, you're on the line with us. we got about five minutes. Any thoughts, King? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, what people now call cancel culture, um, I think should should have, it should be more of a dialogue rather than a, a cancel culture thing where people get canceled cancel because there's always going to be a reaction to it. And I think we're seeing a lot of that now. I think we're seeing it with Dave Chappelle. I think we're seeing it with Bill Burr and a host of other comedians that said, forget it. We're going like, we're sick of it. We're going hardcore now. Right. And so the discussion still has to be had. You know, the whole cancel culture thing, I, I don't know how effective it's been, but it's causing a reaction that's coming, another backlash, if you will. Um, and we're seeing it with that. We're seeing it with, you know, people like Kevin Samuels. We're seeing it, man. It's, it's causing another reaction. So how are we going to deal with that? And I think another thing we need to do is figure out people as individuals, as well as the collective, what do we think about free speech? Do we do? Is it something that we really want, or is it not? Because that I think that's something that has to be tackled and discussed and talked about. Now, fair enough, brother. We are at the end, but I'm gonna say a couple of thoughts in reference to what you just said, just to share them with you. And so, um, I think I, I I heard the same thing that Deja heard with um, Cat Cat Williams about. Um, not like you know, lacking the talent to, in a sense, address those issues. I agree with him. He went on to further say that there is no council culture, and I actually agree with Cat Williams in that sense, from the standpoint of it actually being effective. So because we're in the social media age, you can watch the social media quickly jump on something and say, cancel someone, cancel someone, and the reality is that is not where the power lies, kind of, in my opinion, to the Asia's point earlier in the show. And so um, do so. I think these are fair questions that you're asking, Patrick, and it really ends up, in my opinion, being a challenge to us as individuals because we have access to social media and have a voice that we didn't have 20 years ago with such easy access. The reality of free speech, if you will, we always will have to watch if the government is controlling our free speech because that's when it can become tyranny. Um, however, we often relate free speech outside of the government and start applying it to things. And I don't know if you heard the earlier dialogue, but even in a promoter, for example, deciding to cancel baby, they're actually interacting their free speech based on their pockets, based on what they want. And so we we will always, to a degree, have free speech amongst ourselves, although you may get social media backlash that says cancel you or even, like I say, even with Kevin Samuels, that petition is being ran, but his marketplace is going to decide more so than any social media group gathering up possibly or they may eventually take them down but that would if they take him down that would be the marketplace i think more so than freedom of speech being freedom of speech being taken away um the asia any thoughts on that queen yes definitely um this is what i want some, some people to take away with the freedom of speech thing you are free to say whatever it is that you want to say that doesn't mean that you're not going to have to deal with the consequences of what it is that you say um we don't want – we have to be careful because if it's one of those things where nobody should suffer any consequences for what it is that they say, then we shouldn't, we shouldn't care when white people are calling us niggas. 
We don't want to. We black people don't want white people. We, you see people getting busted in the head with twisted tea cans, knocked out in their yard and everything for saying nigga. So if we we if a white person say nigga, we got a we got an issue with it. So you have to you see you can't you can't have like Montoya said if you have freedom of speech with no social responsibility it does become tyranny. You can't just come out your you could come out your mouth and say whatever it is that you want to, but you got to be willing to deal with the consequences of saying what it is that that comes out of your mouth. People just just because you have freedom of speech that doesn't mean that it doesn't come with some level of consequences. I love it, Queen. You got 30 seconds. Tell them how to stay in contact with you. Thank you for being on this morning. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at Deaths of the Asia. Also, um, you can follow me on Instagram, and you can find me on Facebook and YouTube every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Time for Deaths of the Asia. And also make sure if you go over to any of those platforms that you have liked, subscribed, and follow the different pages, that way you won't miss any of my impromptu shows. Sometimes I just pop up and have these types of conversations about things that's trending in the media.